Do you want to know about customs, traditions, beliefs, and culture of different countries? Have you ever wondered how different backgrounds influence our worldview? Let's find out together. Join us every Friday from 10 to 12 on Mustard FM. Good morning and welcome back in Mustard FM 89.6. Dear listeners, today is Friday, so it's almost weekend and we are going to keep you company for two hours this morning. We are Federica, Miguel, Antonella. Today cultural, today the topic uh, is uh, something that uh, we thought because um, since the very childhood we are surrounded by this cultural movement, if we can call it like this, we are talking about manga and from manga then were born other arts like anime and cosplays. Exactly. And there are entire conventions always happening around the world. Also in Italy, one of the biggest conventions ended two weeks ago, the Luca Comics it's called, and there people from all around Europe gather in their costumes of manga characters or anime characters or TV show characters and they exchange thoughts, ideas and so forth about this huge cultural movement that is spreading that it has spread all around the world for the past 20 years at least yeah actually it started to spread in Europe uh, during the 70s but uh, it became I think uh, more known with uh, the cartoons you know the animes Yes, exactly, because the first manga volumes were brought into the Western world by U.S. soldiers from Japan after the Japan occupation from 1948 to 1952. And also the U.S. soldiers brought with them to the Japan some of the American comics that were huge at that time in the U.S. continent. And it is said wrongly that the manga artists in Japan were hugely influenced by the U.S. comics, but this was not actually completely true. I would say that was the opposite yes, because exactly. actually manga are part of uh, the Japanese culture and we know Japan because of uh, manga. Actually, manga, they spread uh, a lot of ideas uh, and a lot of uh, things that are part of uh, Japanese society, emotions, social problems, deep conversation are in manga and we know a lot about Japan thanks to manga. And also as all the Japanese but not only Japanese culture, all the Eastern cultures, it started way before the Western or US proper culture. And we can see that the first mangas appeared in Japan in the 12th century, so it was like more than 900 years ago. They were just simple images and simple words but then this continued until the 16th century when it was the first time that the manga word actually appeared in Japan and as for the etymology of this word the word manga is composed by two kanjis two characters man meaning whimsical and ga meaning pictures so manga is actually pictures with words that's all and about the fact that uh, it spread all over the world and uh, now people gather together in order to talk about 
about manga, I wanted to add that uh, manga is a part of uh, otaku, that uh, in Japanese uh, it means uh, nerd. So it's part of a nerd culture. Yeah. <laughs> What now is known as a nerd culture, though some years ago a nerd was a person who was used to studying a lot. Yes, it was that kind of loser that maybe we see in the US TV shows. The one who always study, always has these crazy ideas about cultures and always follows and he's a fan of books that no one knows, etc, etc. But now I think the nerd culture is kind of a cool culture. Everyone claims to be a nerd just because they probably read once The Hobbit by Tolkien or they saw the first movie of The Lord of the Rings. Yeah, exactly. It's quite interesting this uh, use of Uh, the word nerd for people. We say that uh, the first uh, that were born were manga. But there is a difference uh, between manga, anime and cosplay. Because we say that uh, actually they were born later. So manga, as uh, we say, it's just a comic. And the anime can be considered the hand-drawn and computer animation that it's called actually animated media. Mm -hmm. It's part of the animated media. But this term actually was created by Americans because uh, Japanese people, they don't distinguish manga and anime. For them, manga is enough for both of them. But then the culture spread and evolved and now we have this cosplay. We can consider cosplay a portmanteau of the words costume play. It is a performance art in which participants called cosplayers wear costumes and fashion accessories to present a specific character. So actually it's like acting your manga. Yes, exactly. And also there is this saying among the public that manga are Japanese comics and anime is the Japanese version of animated pictures. And anime is usually, but not always, the animated version of popular manga. But it's not actually true because there can be manga without anime, anime without manga. Cosplayers can cosplay everything, both manga and anime. They can bring their own stories to the actual stories. So it's kind of a huge culture. Even video games. Even video games, yes, could exactly. could be after an anime. Yes. Actually, I would say that video games are also a kind of evolution of uh, manga because, uh, for example, if we talk about uh, Naruto, you know, right? Naruto. Yeah. Naruto was born as a manga, then the anime was created, but it's plenty of video games of Naruto. So actually, we can say that uh, manga bring with themselves a lot of evolutions and a lot of uh, new arts like video gaming. And also, as we said before, that the U.S. soldiers brought manga to the U.S. and they brought comics, U.S. comics with them to Japan and it said that maybe mangakas who are the artists that actually write and draw the manga, they kind of saw those comics and thought that there was a good idea to start you know, spreading the word about manga but also we can say that Japanese culture also influenced the manga and it is said among people who study manga and the manga culture that actually it was easier for the mangas to be influenced by Chinese than 
from the US comics because of vicinity between the two countries and also the huge Asian cultures is closer to the Japanese one than the American one. And we have to say that in the US now and in the Western world in general, comic books are often seen as things for children. So you go and buy a comic book for your children so it will be calm during a long car drive for example and this is not true partly because also there are huge adult comic book communities also in the western world but in Japan and in the manga culture there are the huge differences among different types of mangas both for boys for girls adults children etc etc I think that the manga culture in fact it's not well understood in the western part of the world because of this because we think that manga and anime are actually for children but uh, for example I, i remember lupin do you remember lupin guys <laughs> lupin the third yes of yeah. course we do yeah that was uh, actually not for children it was for teenagers i would say but i think that we have this stereotype even also with the uh, comics in general, with the world comics. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't care if we talk about American ones, Europeans or Japanese. We have this stereotype that is uh, for marginated people or child. Um, if an adult is interested in this kind of uh, stuff, it's a weird adult. The thing is that uh, if uh, we also speak about uh, Asian comics, Mm-hmm. about Japanese, about manga, this is even stranger. But as a stereotype, because, I mean, we were talking at the beginning that uh, now there are even more people, it's kind of a trend to make a cosplay or to go to these uh, kind of uh, conventions. And that's because in the last years, uh, manga, Japanese manga, is a kind of a trend, it's a mass phenomenon. It's easier to talk about that now. Ten years ago, or maybe not even that, uh, five years ago. It was a subculture. Yeah. No one knew. Yeah. Where can you uh, find uh, mangas to read? Could you go to uh, any um, supermarket or shop in your country in Italy and find these uh, mangas? Now, yes. Now, yes. Five years ago, no. Actually, in the city I studied in, there was only one bookstore that sell mangas. And not all of them. If you wanted, like, one specific one, even a famous one, you had to go inside and ask them to bring it to you from the publishers because they didn't have that. I used to read manga during the secondary school. And, yeah, I would go in a specific place place uh, to buy this manga and I would wait uh, that day of the month when the manga would come out and would be sold in that place because I was really addicted to manga but yeah it wasn't that common yeah you're right and I think that you mentioned something that is interesting uh, the addiction Mm-hmm. Because there is something that the manga have uh, that uh, is more complicated to find in an occidental comic. Exactly. If you read an occidental comic, you read the comic by itself, the volume. With whatever manga that we are talking about, uh, they publish every week a new episode of this uh, manga. We are talking about uh, something really short, maybe uh, 14 pages. But you know that uh, next week is going to be another one and the other and the other. But also because uh, the plot has a story and you want to know how 
the story ends and it's like a TV series, you know. Yeah, exactly. Manga okay. create the same kind of addiction. Instead, for example, Mickey Mouse. I used to read Mickey Mouse, but I wasn't so addicted because uh, actually there were stories inside Mickey Mouse and they had an end. Yes, inside that volume. So they were stories completely different from the one that will come up like the week after. Yeah, yeah exactly. Instead, manga finish with something that keeps you interested But, yes uh, because it's not finished exactly because you read uh, that's the magic you can spend 10 years of your life uh, reading every week uh, the same manga yeah that's mm -hmm. true yeah it was a tv show before the tv show actually it's a written tv show When preparing for this topic, I was reading some article and they said that each week or each month or whatever, when one of the volumes will come up, the end of that story in that volume would be a huge cliffhanger. Yeah. So you will be waiting for the next volume to be published, to read about that. And so the hype will continue and continue also for years, as you said. But in the end, when the story will be like, ending there won't be an open ending so the end will be either the hero dying or the hero winning but that will be the end that's all there won't be an open ending with you wondering what will be about the hero or whatever yes and no yes and no why <laughs> in the last time they are really clever in this thing and if uh, there is the possibility to still make money with this uh, manga or anime they are going to do that and the perfect example of that is Naruto Mm -hmm. Naruto yeah, finished uh, recently after a lot of years but they decided that uh, after the end of uh, Naruto to create another new story about the song of Naruto and that is still uh, on mm -hmm. air Guys, do you know when the first volume of Naruto was published? Like the 70s or something? 90 something, yeah. 1997. So it means that... 22 years? Yeah, but I mean, I, I know other examples. For example, Berserk. I don't know if uh, you know this uh, manga. No, but... <laughs> has a, I don't know, maybe two or three adaptations in anime. But this manga is from 1988 or 89 and is still Publishing? published. Wow. Okay, guys, maybe this is one of the oldest and it's uh, Kochikame. And uh, it's one of the most beloved manga in Japan. It's a comedy manga series. Is the policeman? Yes, it's about the policeman. And it was awarded uh, of a Guinness World Record for most volume published for a single manga series. In fact, it started in 1976 and it ended in 2016. I don't know. <laughs> 40 years, eh? mm -hmm. Kind of, yeah. It's really huge. Actually, there is another manga that uh, surprised me, I would say, because uh, it's the proof that Japanese people are very weird, I would say, to me. Because uh, there is this manga called uh, Golgo 13. Do you know, guys? No. Okay, the first edition was published in 1968 and it was created by Takao Saito and Golgo is a professional assassin 
whose identity is unknown. He accepts many different assassination jobs from anyone who can afford his services. But the most interesting part is the fact that the name of the main hero, Golgoth 13, is a reference to the death of Jesus Christ. In fact, Golgo is the short name for Golgotha, and the number 13 is considered an unlucky number because there were 13 participants at Jesus' last supper before his execution. So I was just kind of surprised when I read about this manga because I didn't think that they could make a manga about Jesus Christ and referring to the Bible, you know. As Antonella said before, they make a manga, they make these stories for everybody, for <laughs> every taste, for every year, for every profession. So it's not a surprise. You know, for example, the, I think that I read that in Wikipedia, so I think that we can trust. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> The 25% of the volume of a manga that they produce in Japan is a uh, erotic manga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hentai, <laughs> yes. Hentai. Also because uh, Japan is a very contradictory country. I would say that uh, sex, it's a not-so-discussed topic. There is kind of a censorship on sex, but they have a strange way to show their interest on this topic. Because, for example, if you go around, there are these machines where you can buy used slips. What? (laughs) Or... For example, is plenty of manga that talk about sex and uh, erotic mangas. It's actually a weird way to express their interest on this topic. Don't you think so? Well, also, the thing is that hentai is a huge part of the manga community also in Europe. And now, nowadays, the hentai mangas are considered as a proper form of art. It is called the new Japanese erotic art. Why not? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's so popular manga for all ages on all topics. And also manga is a huge part of the Japanese cultural identity, even outside of Japan. So why not? And that's the amazing part because uh, I can understand that uh, this way to make uh, the story, this way to make the art has an interest for Japanese people because it's their tradition. But we are also, I mean, not we, talking in general, Europeans, Americans, Occidental in general, we are also really connected to this art. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I think it's also because uh, there is kind of interest uh, to the Asian culture in general because it's uh, kind of unknown, but at the same time, it's kind of advertised, if you get what I mean. So we are actually interested in that culture. And reading manga, it's a way to get known. I think that there are true fans of manga and of anime. And there are the other part, like which is the 60% of those who read manga, that they are reading manga because now it's part of the culture or subcultures because it's a trend, you know? And they don't really get what manga and anime are about. They just read them and watch them because it's Mm. cool, because everyone does that. Yeah, this is actually sad. But at the same time, I think that it's a way to understand other cultures. and. I don't know, Federica, because manga and anime, you can find a lot of different kind um, of course a lot of them is about uh, Japanese society or maybe even Japanese story 
several samples that uh, are about, about, I don't know, <laughs> futuristic uh, wars. Aliens, uh, violence. Aliens, space, uh, uh, medieval times in Europe. Uh, yes, it's about everything yeah, and everyone. So. Yeah, they can find a plot about everything. Mm -hmm. so. But talking about different kind of mangas, I just wanted to underline the difference between these kinds of manga so we can give more information to our dear listeners about these mangas. I would say that the manga are split in two main parts. I mean, are for two main people that are, of course, men and women. And the manga for men are called uh, shonen. And you can find comics uh, that were subdivided according to age. Boys up to 18 years old, young men 18 to 30 years old, known as uh, seinen, and adult grown men referred to a uh, seijin manga. And the themes, I would say, are often about adventures, action, fightings, uh, sports, uh, technology, romance, and sometimes uh, sexuality. And usually there are more male protagonists and they talk about superheroes, of course. Actually, you know that manga are the one who gave uh, birth to superheroes than in America. Another curiosity about manga. The second kind of manga are shoujo that are dedicated to girls of course the categories are mainly three of course uh, are the same of uh, men by age no? by mm -hmm. age yes and are redizu redikomi and jose the themes are romance superheroines uh, relationship and also a relationship from a female point of view and lesbian relationship because they talk a, a lot about LGBT. Yeah, but that's also the same for the mm -hmm. shonen. Yeah, sure. Mm. Yaoi and Yuri. Yaoi yeah. is between men and Yuri is between women. women yeah. And also there is another curiosity about manga of women because in 1969 a famous group of uh, female manga artists known as um, the ER24 group created a significant number of comics signed by famous names like uh, Moto Ajo, Ryoko Ikeda, Yumiko Shima, Keiko Takemia, etc. And the manga culture is so big in Japan that they start giving manga to children like from a very young age because there are manga specifically published for young children up to four years. So they start not reading but watching <laughs> the images of this manga from a young age and then they continue with some simple manga when they are in elementary school for example up to 10 years and then sometimes they continue with the same kind of manga like with the same kind of stories like superheroes for example or medieval times up to when they are adults and it's like giving a cinderella story to a western child for example. But the thing I want to, to ask you is since this manga can go published up to 40 or 50 years, do you think that people would find this story interesting even after 20 years that they are published? 
Talking about my personal case, yes. Okay. <laughs> with, with some of them, yes. In other, of course, that you lose the interest because you can see that the only point to keep uh, the continuation of this story is to make uh, money. Uh, make no sense. But do you think one. that the stories continue to be interesting somehow? That the plot is going straight and not just going down like on Game That's of Thrones, for example? That depends on uh, each person, but for sure, I mean, talking about my personal case, again, with a lot of them, I lose the interest. For example, I finished Naruto, I'm talking about the, the manga, not the anime, since mm -hmm. the beginning until the end. Wow! <laughs> And it was hard, because it uh, makes no sense at some point to continue this story. Uh, there is another case, for example, I don't know if you know Bleach. I think you are the expert here. I mean, it's kind of uh, Naruto, it's another shonen. More mm -hmm. or less for the same period. I've lost the interest in this story. I mean, I've never finished it. This other one that I mentioned before, Berser, that is publishing since uh, 1989 or 1998. And I'm still reading that because it's still amazing. Okay. So, I don't know. That depends. But do you think that, for example, some stories will be written like for 20 years and they will change the course of this story to appeal more yeah. the Western public? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> oh. Because we know that Japanese culture is completely different from the Western culture. And since manga are a huge part of the Japanese export to the West, maybe yeah. those mangas can change a bit. In the story, you mean? Yeah, in the story, to make it more appealing to the Western public. I don't know. For sure, they are imitating the way to produce uh, the product from the mm -hmm. Western countries because it's really capitalistic. The creators, the drawers, the artists are working like uh, slaves in the studios. Mm -hmm. But about the story, I don't know. I don't know. I think that's a good topic to make a research. <laughs> <laughs> Can I maybe give an answer, but it's just my opinion? Mm -hmm. Sure. I would say that maybe, first of all, after 20 years, the society has changed and you actually adapt the manga to the nowadays society. So, of course, the plot change because very often manga talk about Japanese culture and Japanese problems, Japanese society. So after 20 years, the society has changed and you are forced, kind of forced, to talk about other topics because otherwise it's out of the time, if you get what I mean. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yes, follow culture maybe or the time changing. Yeah, and about the Western country, maybe you are right, maybe they adapt the manga on Western culture, but what about the Western culture? that actually influence Japan society. I don't know anything about Japan. My sister is the one who is fan of Japan and never been to Japan and so on. But I think that the culture and the society in Japan is still closed and is still values the culture of the country. But in some ways, of course, they have to be influenced by the Western world. Yeah, because if it was so close, then manga wouldn't be so influenced by Western society. I think that they took some influences for sure. Um, you can only have to watch uh, some animes or manga to understand it because they copy, for example, the architectonical style of a uh, uh, European village or they base the story in a European medieval period or whatever. So they took, of course. But inside that, deeply, the story 
topics, the argument, the value that they want to transmit uh, are Japanese, are not uh, Occident. Yeah, mm-hmm. I that's would say. Yeah, like and that's a huge thing actually that you mentioned because in the Japanese manga and anime, they often depict, for example, people are going to school, doing homeworks or being in their office working for example, and it feels like they want to spread the Japanese work and school ethics all around the world because that's really part of the culture, the Japanese culture. And I think in my like modest knowledge of what comics are in the Western world that you cannot see these things in Western comics. For example, you can find comics about superheroes, for example, or even the Mickey Mouse stories or the DC comics. I don't think that this kind of work ethics is really present in the Western comics. They are only present in the manga, the Japanese manga. That can be only my opinion, my modest opinion and knowledge. We have to insist only Japan, because if you look at some animation from Korea or from China, mm-hmm. you can see the difference. It's huge. And they are close. They are Asian. But no, 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 it's, it's Japan. It's the island <laughs> in, in Asia. So. Maybe they are close even to Asia. I mean, they have their own identity mm-hmm. and it's very strong identity, yeah, yeah. even with other countries of uh, Asia. Because they are an island. an island. That's why. That's why I can understand that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually one of my dreams to go to Japan. Because I think it's a very interesting country. It's something very different from our culture, I would say. Mm, I don't know, actually, what I think about Japan. Because I think Japan is the farthest thing from Western cultures that we can find. And I think even though we would live there for 20 years, we could not understand properly the Japanese culture because I think it goes too far. Yeah. yeah. It has been there for millennia like even before the Western Europe could imagine what a king was or what a society was. They already had that huge culture and religion yeah. beliefs that for us I think it's probably impossible to understand properly. Yeah. It's so easy that you can find an example that for you could be really, really sad, but for them has a happy meaning. There are kind of things like that. Yeah. They, they are too deep for us. Or we are too deep for them. <laughs> <laughs> but for sure we are different. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. But also, um, I often talk about Japan in my Italian programs because sometimes I talk about social problems that are in our society and for some reason they are always connected to Japan because I talked about uh, hikikomori you know right what are they do. yes okay yeah. for our dear listeners hikikomori are people usually young people but then they found out that there are also old people who stay closed in their rooms for months, not even months, actually years of their life, more than six months. If you stay closed in your room more than six months, probably you are hikikomori, but they stay like 25, 30 years closed in their room. Can you imagine how it can be destructive for you? I think it's a completely different way of thinking. I don't think that for the Western culture, this is something that can 
be understood completely. But you said in your program, you said that also in Europe and the US now there are these kind of person that close themselves into their room and that's all. But I think it's something that originated in Japan for a reason, because it's something that is closer to the Japanese traditions and cultures and way of living that than to the Western world. But also it's actually a disease, a psychological disease that comes from their way to live and the competitiveness that is inside of the country. And some people, they are sensitive and they don't fit in that society. That's why they close in. Sure. But I think that this way to live that you mentioned, that is not historical from Japan. From Hikikomori, you mean? No, I mean, from some years until now, we are talking about a society that, for example, in the city of Tokyo, how many people lived there? 20 million, 30 million inhabitants. For sure, with this amount of people, they have uh, problems of uh, houses. They have to live in little jails. And they work because this is a really capitalistic uh, society after the influence of the North American occupation. They work as slaves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With this pressure, I mean, I'm sure that before the Second World War in the 19th century, they were not living like that. This, I was uh, getting that point. This uh, social sickness that you mentioned, maybe we are going to, to live the same in, in this process. I was reaching that point, actually, because uh, hikikomori are oppressed by a society that requires a lot, as we know. Japan society requires a lot of energies in order to work as slaves, as you mentioned. So another disease that actually comes from Japan is workaholism. That is, uh, though it's weird to say, the addiction to work because you can only think about work. But some people, they don't fit in this society, this competitive society. That's why they stay closed in their room. But uh, as you said it's right the fact that uh, they live in these little houses in fact uh, if you research about this topic uh, uh, there is also say that uh, it's uh, for uh, middle class and upper class this is a disease that hits mostly the middle and upper class and i think that manga are so popular in Japan because they help people escape their reality. What I mean is that the characters of manga have these traits that are real, they are human, but at the same time they can be depicted in some for example, alternative realities or in the future or in some alien world or maybe they are human and they have a alien friend of whatever. So you can escape your reality of being a real human by reading this manga that depict a world that is not completely real, but in which you can fit at least for that amount of time you're reading that manga. It's kind of an escape way that you have to escape your reality yeah of, for example of worker or of student for example what you said it reminds me of one piece one piece uh, tells the stories of monkey d laffy in italian was rubber actually <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in the anime was rubber he wasn't monkey d laffy so whatever 
he's a young man that accidentally ate the devil fruit so he turned his body in something rubber like so he actually can reach very far things he can catch very far things with his hands because uh, they are made of uh, rubber and it reminds me about what you said because He's a normal guy, but he has something special thanks to a uh, devil fruit. So reading this story, actually, you can escape the reality, staying in the reality, if you get what I mean. Yeah, in Western society, I think it's the kind of thing you do when you read a book, for example. You're stressed, you go home from work, you just want to lay in your bed with a cup of tea and read your favorite book. And so you read that book, you're escaping reality. I think it's uh, maybe it's kind of the same thing, but on a bigger scale. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think that there is a difference in that between Japanese and Western society. If you are a student, a teenager in high school that's suffering bullying and is uh, marginating, you only have to read the Spiderman and you have the, mm-hmm. your idea of uh, how to escape of this. Uh, I mean, that's kind of normal between every society in the world. Mm-hmm. You said you read manga. Did you read them in the Japanese way? So from, from top to bottom and from life, right red, to left? Right to left, yeah. Okay. okay there is no other way, actually. Yeah, yeah okay. There is <laughs> no other way, yes. But at the very beginning, when the mangas were spreading across Europe and the Western world, some publishers in the U.S. wanted to change this publishing tool because they thought that the American public wouldn't read anything that went like on the other way. So they started to print them how we actually read the book. So from from left left to to right left to right, left to right, and then change the other page. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And some of the most famous mangaka in Japan said that this was not a thing, that they could lose everything that a manga was written for. Because sometimes when they flipped the page and they tried to translate the things from Japanese to English or to whatever other language, They kind of flipped the story. The story was not the same as it was originally thought. This was a huge problem the first years that manga were published in the US because there was this huge bubble of manga readers during the 80s, but this huge bubble eventually burst because people were fans of manga because it was cool at the time. So they started to read manga and blah, blah, blah. And with this new flipping page thing than the Japanese way, but at the end it didn't work out. And so now the manga readers in the US are just a niche that actually read the manga as they are made to be read. So from top to bottom and from right to left. I mean, at the beginning it was strange for the Western public to read something like this in this way. uh, For me, it was uh, strange as well because... uh, I wasn't used to read from right to left. But actually, if I think about a manga now, it's quite weird for me to read from the left to the right because for me, manga starts from the end 
and I it mean, finished at the beginning. <laughs> they they saying that for us is the end, that for, for days is the beginning. Yeah. yeah, so it's quite <laughs> difficult to express this concept, but, but I am sure that uh, our dear listeners who read the manga know about this. So I wanted to ask you guys, uh, what kind of uh, manga, anime are part of your childhood if you think about it? Cartaptor Sakura, maybe. <laughs> What's the name? Sorry. Sakura. Yes, I remember. <laughs> Please tell the story to our dear listeners. That was a normal oh girl God. that discovered. I mean, in this uh, universe, uh, the, there was a magician guy that keep all the monsters, or I don't know, inside the cars. Mm-hmm. But these cars are liberated for some reason. I don't remember. And this girl has to hunt all these uh, cars and become the new uh, master of... Yeah, but it was huge. I mean, I was in elementary school, but I remember this. Mm. Yeah, yeah, me too. And also Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon, it was Uh, one of my favorites. Never, never. (laughs) Not your thing. (laughs) Maybe Digimon. Digimon. Okay. Are they Japanese? Uh Uh-huh. Really? Also, also I prefer Digimon over Pokemon. Me too. Yes, always. I couldn't stand Pikachu. Really, it was too annoying that... But you know, pika, pika. No, 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 no. Do you know why that uh, for so, some people I, I keep I keep this conversation with them and they always ask me, uh, did you ever play Pokemon? No. The video game? No. Me never. neither. Me neither. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's the reason because we prefer Digimon. Digimon. It was. I don't know. I think I prefer the story. I prefer the characters. I don't know. I just couldn't stand Pokemon. It's just mm. no. no. I really liked no. Pokemon. Come on, guys. Pokemon is Pokemon. Anto, what's mm. the name of uh, that girl who became from child to... To woman to child? Or child to woman? From child to woman. Ranma? Ran- Ranma, maybe. Was a kind of a curse that uh, he has. Okay, everyone knows Dragon Ball, of course. Dragon Ball, it was definitely one of my favorites. And I would say also... Rosana. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking for the for the English name. Kodomo no Mocha. It was huge in Italy, like huge. No Every everyone knew no it. 102 episodes and 10 volumes of uh, manga, and it was about this young girl in Japan that was a TV star, but she also went to this Japanese school and all those guys in their class were bullies and there was this uh, boy called Eric in the Italian version. I don't know how he was called in the English one. And it was really big when I was in elementary and middle school. Like everyone would watch that cartoon and on TV and the next day we will talk about it for the whole day. Really, it was yeah, really but, huge. But also, actually, Rama, I really li- used to like it. I don't know if you watched the Rama. Mm, I never watched Rama. Do you know what is the maybe the most famous and one that even your, I'm sure that your parents watch it? What? Heidi. Heidi. But ah. is it Japan? Uh-huh, Japanese. Yes, everything you know from your childhood is Japanese, oh. for sure. I don't know this one. I, I mentioned this one to Sebastian, but he, he never watched it. Maybe you watch it because it's about uh, an Italian guy, Marco. No. <laughs> 
No? What's that? No. Marco, the guy that's uh, leaving Italy, but uh, his mother has to immigrate to Argentina. Marco has to go to Argentina to follow <laughs> no. his mother. No, okay. Let, <laughs> I let didn't it. know about that. Oh, it's, my God. Really What's old. called Marco? Atlético in Spain. No, 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 I don't know what this is. Well, never. this one is based in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> never, never, ever watched it. Never. But, guys, how to forget Arale Norimaki? Arale! Oh my oh, no. god. Never watched? They ah. started to broadcast this one when I was like middle school, like 13 years old or something, because I don't remember watching it when I was younger than that age. Arale was actually kind of a robot and she's not a human being. But uh, what actually made me laugh a lot is that uh, she has uh, this uh, strange uh, habit to touch the poop <laughs> yeah, out of the street, <laughs> yes. out of the street with uh, some woods, you know. Yeah. But I think everyone knows Doraemon. Yeah. Doraemon, oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard somewhere this huge conspiracy theory about Doraemon. What was it called? Uh, the guy... Nobita. The, Nobita, okay. They said that Nobita, who was the, the child, the human child of this anime, was actually in a coma mm. and Doraemon was something he imagined when he was in a coma. I didn't know what to think about this conspiracy theory. But actually, actually they always have this uh, very deep and uh, weird uh, base on these stories. Because, uh, for example, also Hello Kitty. Do you know Hello Kitty, guys? But well, anyways, it's merchandising, no? It's not... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, there is also a story about Hello Kitty. Hello Kitty doesn't have the mouth because they say that it represented a little child who couldn't speak. Oh, Jesus Christ. She was mute. Good. <laughs> good for really them, good. good for them. <laughs> Actually, I'm reading now about uh, Hello Kitty and it's really interesting because they started, it was a Japanese uh, company that started to produce it during the 70s. Mm -hmm. And after that, because uh, this uh, doll was uh, really famous, they created an animation about this uh, character in 1993. So, a uh, merchandising From product an, uh -huh. that creates uh, an, an animation. Wow. It's funny that uh, I seen that the, the television uh, show different uh, animes uh, between countries. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The only one Strange. we knew was Heidi, uh, but because it was, you know, old. And the really famous one, like Doraemon, for example, Dragon Ball, Naruto. Shinshan. Well, was Kiss Me Licha something international? No, Kiss Me Licha, but I used to watch it. Anyway, that's something really common between everybody that uh, you remember some animes from your childhood, but you cannot put the, the name. The you, name you, you have the, the, memories, the memories about. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, okay, there was this other one when I was, I think they started broadcasting it when I was like the first years of high school. And in Italy, we called it Detective Conan. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, okay, it's yeah. the same. Okay, okay. Because I know that in the US, is the title is completely different. It's something like Case Closed or something like that. Yeah, actually also remember. in Japan. Yeah? Yeah, it's Case, case Closed. closed. Mm -hmm. At the very beginning, the name was uh, Detective Conan, then it was changed with Case Closed. Mm. Mm -hmm. But I also used to watch it and 
dear listener, don't listen if you don't want to be spoiled, but Conan is actually a man into the body of a child. Yes, and there was also this other one which I think was one of the main favorites around Italy anime, I mean. It was Mila and Shiro, the one about the volleyball team. Yeah. I remember one about the volleyball team, but I don't remember the name. Maybe it's this one. Yeah, probably it's this one. And then also yeah. Oli and Benji. Oliver and Benji. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> Everyone yes. knew that. And I remember my classmates when we were in elementary school trying to replicate those crazy moves they used to do in the football field. And that football field that will go for four kilometers, kilometers <laughs> and kilometers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the ball. <laughs> <laughs> would yeah. break the net every time yeah, every with time. that goal. We lived a happy childhood somehow with all those things, actually. Actually, now I want to start again some anime and I want to finish till the end, you know. I don't think that is a good idea because maybe you can have uh, good memories from this period and if you started now to rewatch it, you can discover that this anime that you love it was a piece of... Yeah, was not too good. <laughs> no, I think that uh, I take them too close by heart to change my opinion about these mm, animals. Mm. It depends. Okay. I mean, it's like reading a book for the second time, a, a book you really loved. When you reread that book, you can find some little piece of that book, some sentences that the first time you didn't notice and you're like, this changes everything. And I experienced that. So, What kind of book? I remember it was a book I read during elementary school. Now I don't really remember the name of this book, but I really loved it. I think it was about this female heroine that was going to the world, saving people and bringing them with her and to form this huge community. But when I reread that in during middle school, I actually understood that at first she was freeing them from other people, but then she would enslave them herself to create this huge empire of earth full of slaves that would uh, worship her. It was really... It was not good, middle school, Antonella. It was not good. Okay, guys. I have the name of that cartoon. Okay, go. Creamy. Ah, l'incantola creamy. Creamy. She was a, a child who has this possibility to turn into a woman. And the woman was a singer. So she was actually famous. And of course, she felt in love with a man. I mean, the child felt in love with a man. Creepy. The child felt in love with the boy who, of course, was in love with uh, the woman, the singer. The mm-hmm. <laughs> And not <laughs> with the girl. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was really addicted to this cartoon. I actually remember watching it like for a couple of times, but I don't really remember the whole story or what it was about, really. Yeah, I remember also, I think the name in English is... Anne of Green Gables, we called it Anna dei Capelli Rossi, that orphaned girl who was adopted by these two, one brother and one sister, and she But was... But are you sure that it's Japanese? Because yeah, I yeah, think yeah, it's it American. It is. It's completely really? Japanese. Yes. No, because Which actually the, the book was written by an American woman. Penny, she's uh, Anna de las Tejas Verdes. Uh, we call it Anna dai capelli rossi, which is Anna with a uh, red hair. hair. 
Ginger Anne. Tak čuli z druhá de Boki, že Canadian. Yes, that's why I was in doubt if it was Japanese or American, because I remember that the book actually is American. The novel is Canadian and of Green Gables, but was made into an animated series as part of the Nippon Animations World Theater. So. Yeah. So we can anime made from a Canadian book. From a Canadian book, see? Strange, yeah. <laughs> so we can actually answer to your <laughs> question. question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Japanese culture is um, influenced by the Western countries and vice versa because uh, we have just found out that uh, we used to watch a lot of uh, Japanese manga in our childhood so it's actually part of our childhood as well but they also create manga and anime out of uh, Western culture. Can we say like this? Yeah, maybe, but I think it's because of money, first of all, and because they wanted to probably take right. something from the <laughs> West and adapt it to the Japanese. I mean, you know that that's happening right now, no? Netflix uh, is creating a lot of uh, adaptation of uh, animes and manga, and I remember... <laughs> Maybe the worst one was about the uh, Death Note. I was about to ask you that, actually, because everyone I've asked, every Death Note fans I asked about the Netflix adaptation, they said that it was <laughs> really. Yeah. <laughs> and I can see your face now. It was really... Really bad, really bad. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, guys, uh, it was actually a splash in the past, mm -hmm, we can yes. say. To the, to the childhood. Yes. To the and childhood. Pollon. Yeah, Pollon. <laughs> to conclude, I want to say that Pollon was really one of my favorite cartoons when I was a child. But then my childhood was completely destroyed because I found out that uh, the magic white powder, it represents cocaine. Well, it's a myth. Okay, just be back to our childhood thing that, that white powder was just you know sugar that's why you were happy after she gave you that sugar because it was sugar just say like that don't read any other childhood memories yeah i was uh, really sad when i found out this uh, new and uh, i wanted to say to all the people that ruined my childhood in the social network that no you have to stop it yeah and also lady oscar lady oscar it was uh, actually a lesbian Cartoon. Yeah, yeah, kind, kind of yeah. a lesbian cartoon because Lady Oscar was uh, in love with uh, the princess. Yeah, but then she ended up with Andre. So. Yeah, but you know. Yeah, but in the end they all died. So whatever. who cares? <laughs> <laughs> who cares, um, dear listeners? Uh, we are sorry if we spoiled something about. But by by now you should know the endings of all these anime and manga. So yeah, yeah and that's true, but. Still, we are sorry uh, if uh, we spoiled something. Now we have to wrap up because uh, it's time for other programs. But we give you the appointment for next Thursday, always from 10 to 12. Always on Muster FM, always with the cultural. Today we are Federica. Antonella. Amigo. And we greet you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Adios. Do you want to know about customs, traditions, beliefs and culture of different countries? 
Have you ever wondered how different backgrounds influence our worldview? Let's find out together. Join us every Friday from 10 to 12 on Mushtar FM.